You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Soap here, excited to be joined by NLC 2015 Chicago fellow Jordan Sorrell is here. He's doing some interesting work on the census that we'd love to catch up about. So let's get to it. All right, Jordan, before we chat on the census, give me a little scoop of how the city is buzzing about your race for mayor. That was pretty exciting to watch. Give me some of the in, in, inside scoop there. Sure. So, Eric, I thank you firstly for being on uh, the podcast. So, as everybody may be aware, Chicago is in a very historic moment. We're going to have the first African-American female uh, to be elected as mayor of the city of Chicago. We've had a woman before Jane Byrne in 1980, and we've had an African-American male, uh, the late uh, Harold Washington in 1983. Um, it's an exciting time because we have uh, so Tony, Tony Prattwinkle, who's currently our county, Cook County Board President, who's been in politics over 30 plus years in our city council, uh, running our county, and has done an amazing job doing so. And then Lori Lightford, uh, who is a uh, attorney, a partner, um, has done some work uh, with the city of Chicago, um, the Police Accountability Board, et cetera. Um, it's an interesting race in terms of the whole idea of who's progressive and what that looks like in a city, um, a city that's going through a lot, um, everything from uh, our neighborhoods to our education to our investments, and then more importantly, how are we going to pay for our pensions going forward? So both Lori, I'm sorry, both Tony and Lori are putting their um, issues out, are putting their visions of what they see Chicago is going forward. And then uh, April 2nd, um, the voters will decide who they want to elect as their next mayor of Chicago. Nice. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, give folks a scoop too on the work you're doing with the census and and what kind of um, passion you have for that and how that project came to be. Sure. So I work uh, for a Cook County board commissioner. So Cook County is the second largest county uh, in the United States for with 5.2 million residents. That covers all of Chicago and then parts of our suburbs. Um, I work for a commissioner whose name is Stanley Moore. So we have 17 commissioners, and he is in the 4th District. So each of our commissioners serves about 330,000 individuals. Some have both the city and the suburbs. So uh, Commissioner Moore has part of the south side, that's seven what we call wards or seven areas in our city, and then parts of the suburbs, south, southern suburbs as well. So. Uh, Commissioner Moore, and I serve as his director of public policy and research, has been appointed by our president of our Cook County Board, who is Tony Prettwinkle, to serve as the uh, chairman of the Cook County Complete Count Commission. He also serves as a member on the Illinois Complete Count Commission. And essentially what that is, is that every 10 years by by our U.S. Constitution, the United States Census Bureau has to count every individual at the time and the place where they live. Um, that determines how much resources of federal funding gets back to our communities. That's almost about $700 million a year. That determines our roads, our schools, our hospitals, and other important things that affects everybody's ability to live, work in healthy, safe, and thriving communities. So I am working along with uh, Cook County uh, Board Commissioner Stanley Moore, on our efforts here, not only within Cook County, but also across all Illinois to educate, to inform, 
and to ultimately have individuals, whether they're in uh, cities, um, in smaller towns, or in rural areas, no matter what they look like or what identities they hold or their backgrounds, to be able to participate, to I'm sorry, be able to know and then to participate in the 2020 census, which will take place on April 1st, 2020. Yeah, and then how worried are you about the national news as regards the census in terms of it trying to be altered or adding citizen citizenship questions or, or those kind of things that we've seen from the conservative movement to alter the 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 spirit and I guess then the practical outcome of the census. How concerned are you that that's going to have a, a big effect on the work you're trying to do? So, Eric, I can tell you that's that's a that's a really um, huge issue not only within um, where we are in Illinois but all across the country. Um, so everybody's aware in the past, the census would ask questions about people's households, um, demographics, gender, things of that nature. And then that information would be, um, compiled and then determined from there, how we're able to then, uh, distribute the resources across the country. However, though, uh, within our current administration under president Trump, uh, there has been, a suggestion and also an, an inclusion of a citizenship question, which we know right now currently in our in our landscape um, is causing a lot of concern, not only just with individuals that may be documented in our, in our country, but in just in general, too, around the spirit of how we are collecting data, how we're using that data. And then is this data going to be used to potentially do um, harm on our public, which the census was never meant to do that. It was meant to count individuals and then from there determine the resources and then also as well too how do we draw our maps and determine our seats in congress so um i know that the there are multiple cases right now in different uh, parts of our country that is um, seeking to have the citizenship citizenship question not on the census which i agree because we need to have trust we need to have confidence that any individual that they complete any form, whether it's a census or any other data, is going to be used for its intent and its purposes and not used to uh, in any other way except for that, right? So I'm I'm a big proponent, I'm speaking personally, of the question not being on there because I want to make sure that every individual has the same right and opportunity to a fair and equitable process um, so that they can be counted, their families be counted, and ultimately the resources uh, could be back into their communities. Yeah. And the last thing on this, when you are putting together a marketing campaign or messages or things that folks would see to raise awareness for the census, do you find any particular approaches to getting people excited about the census work better than other ones? Is it a sense of civic duty motivates people or is it a sense of future resources coming to their community that would motivate someone to participate? How do you make sure people are fired up about it? So excellent question. So in the past for context, there were um, efforts done in collaboration with the United States Census Bureau to go across the country. So the, the United States Census Bureau would set up regional offices. And then so you have one in New York or Chicago or in other the, uh, locations that then would provide uh, materials. Um, so that can be everything from um, flyers to other things so that Good example, if I am a community-based organization, I want to communicate that out to my local or people that I serve, or I'm a church or a school or 
um, even an elected official. Um, however, though, now what's being uh, undertaken with the census now is around a digital platform, which I think is a very, very concerning to me as an individual thinking about it because of the digital divide. For instance, in rural areas, there's only one out of four people that live in rural areas have access to the internet and or to high broadband speed access. So basically, if I want to get on the computer today and to look up something on the internet or want to do something for my family, only one out of four people have that in rural areas. You think about that too, and then uh, divide that into much more of urban areas, that still is a huge issue. So right now I know the census and then local areas, so like the state of Illinois, uh, Cook County, where, I, where I, myself and uh, Commissioner Cook County Commissioner Stanley Moore are doing more efforts to um, have requests for proposals and then having other what we call trusted voices, individuals that are in nonprofit, faith-based groups, civic organizations, business, et cetera, to serve as basically spokespeople via what we call complete count committees. So as I mentioned before, the commission is on a complete count commission, which is a formed by a legislative body that passes a resolution or ordinance and, and then fully funds it so that they can do outreach efforts. The committees are going to be the, I call it like the foundation and the backbone to make sure that communities understand and know because individuals like you and I, Eric, are the ones that community, communities will listen to and or wherever they are um, in terms of the form of message, whether that's going to a town hall meeting whether that's attending a health fair, a back-to-school event, having a symposium, and or having something via social media, having these structures in place, so commissions, and then committees, and then finally having the information that's tailored to different groups, different messages, and how that's going to be central to how they receive it is going to be immensely important because um, if not, everybody may not understand why uh, the census information is so important to our funding, as I said earlier, because it's not something that impacts people as they may not think every day. Same way like um, public safety or education or the fair and equal distribution of um, contracts to small women, minority businesses and veteran, veteran businesses. So um, that's going to be a challenge, I believe, going forward is how do we um, get out the information, which I know the U.S. Census Bureau is, is actually working and we'll be disseminating that out to uh, the regional mm -hmm. offices so that these complete count census commissions and committees can start to do that work. But it's really going to be um, a collective effort to make sure that now the word gets out, but then finally uh, people are counting in 2020. Nice. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, ask one final set of questions here on NLC Chicago Life. Thanks for listening to Zach. We'll be right back. Yeah, last thing, give me uh, your most uh, favorable memory of running the Chicago chapter. It's one of our longest serving chapters. There's always been a bunch of good fellows going through there. What was the best part of that experience for you? Um, the best part of the experience for me was the um, us implementing a three-year strategic plan. So it was about maybe two years ago when we started to better understand that what we were doing had been well, we need to do better. And so um, a combined effort with past fellows, alumni, advisory board members, 
really uh, redefined who we were as a chapter. So what was our vision? And then how do we see that going forward and, and around the equity and inclusion lens? And so doing that work, you know, and, and having the product before I um, finished my term as co-director was very rewarding because now it can live on and now we can really um, get individuals not only that, you know, represent Chicago, but represent, you know, progressive values in, in, a, in the broadest spectrum possible. Yeah, well, listen, sounds great. Hopefully we'll see you uh, either in Chicago or at convention this summer in Des Moines. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. You can find all past episodes in your usual places where you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places. Make sure to catch out our past episodes. There's about 115 or so of them. So lots to listen to, lots to catch up on. So until next time, we'll catch you soon. <laughs>